The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. This is what John the Baptist proclaimed. One mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. It happened in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized in the Jordan by John. On coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit like a dove descending upon him. And a voice came from the heavens. You are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. a crazy week. So last Saturday, I went on a trip, and uh, I, went on a re- I went on a retreat in Florida, which was like Monday to Friday, and uh, then I was speaking at a men's conference in Nashville on Saturday, and I got back in time to be with you tonight, so I'm really excited about that. It's like, wow, being at a parish is nice. I was like, people there. And, um, and so really the theme of this retreat, it was, it was very much centered in listening to the Holy Spirit. And, um, and a lot of it revolved around the restoration of identity and, and, and coming to really believe at a deeper level these words that the Father speaks when he says, you are my beloved son, you are my beloved daughter. And I suppose it was like, I was just over halfway through the retreat that my sister FaceTimed me in the middle of the day. And she doesn't really do this often, but my sister is very much loves to follow conspiracy theory blogs and things like that. And, and so I get this FaceTime from my sister and I'm like, why is she, why is she doing it? And that's so why I answer it. And she's just sitting there going, told you. Like, what are you talking about? And she looks at me and she's like, dude, do you live in a bubble? Yes. And so she was calling to tell me about all the news that was going on in Washington, D.C. And, um, which is like one of the sadder moments I think that any of us have experienced in our history. And, uh, and maybe one of the most confusing moments and confusing times right now that we've lived in in our whole history. And there's not really anything to say about that other than like, it's really sad and it's really confusing. And, and there's so much division that exists there. And that division is something that has been a theme that, that we can kind of live into 
over the past year in all the different areas of division where we experience it, which is just about everywhere, whether that's in our country or in our church at large or in our diocese or in our parish. And what I do know is true is that division is always from the evil one. That the evil one came to divide. His goal is really to divide us against ourselves, and, and that's the effect of sin in our own lives, is it divides us against ourselves. Right? How many of us have ever felt like two people? Right? Most of us have felt like two people. There's this part of me that wants to be really good, and then there's this part of me that falls into sin, or the same sins over and over and over again, and, and we have this division in ourselves. And our Lord came into the world in order to heal that division. And before anything else, I, I think the thing I was most grateful for is, is that our Lord was really working on that in my own heart all week. And, and I found myself focused more and more on that. You know, if there's anything the times we live in give us an opportunity to do, it's to examine our own lives and to say, what's going on in my own heart? Because that's the most important thing. And our Lord reminds us of that over and over and over again whenever he talks to the Pharisees, and especially when he says things like, you know, why are you worried about the splinter in your brother's eye when you have a wooden plank in your own eye? A gentler way of saying that is, is as we look at the craziness of the world around us, can we step back from that and say, how much of that craziness exists in here and what do I need to do about that? Because the only way to sustain whatever is coming is to be so rooted in the love of Christ that we're unmovable. And to be so rooted in the love of Christ that we're at peace even when the world around us is not at peace. And the church is meant to be a light that shines in the darkness of our culture, right? That's what we've been proclaiming throughout Christmas, that Jesus is the light that came into the world. And so the church is meant to be that same light. And it can't be that light if we're divided. And in a certain sense, we're meant to be that same light. And we can't be that light if we're divided. Today we celebrate this amazing day in our Lord's life, this day of his baptism, which really marked the end of his quiet life. And we imagine from the time of his birth until his baptism, he was really like living in Nazareth with Mary and Joseph at peace. In this kind of hidden life. And today he goes and he finds John in the wilderness and John refuses to baptize him and then the Lord insists and he goes down into the waters, not because he needed to be sanctified, but because the waters had to be sanctified. He had to make the waters holy. 
And the Holy Spirit descended upon him, and the Father's voice was heard, saying, You are my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. There's another translation of that that I think is better, which is, You are my beloved Son, in you I delight. Right? I delight in you. Because well pleased is sort of, it gives us the impression that, well, maybe he did something that was pleasing to God, but he didn't really do anything that was pleasing to God. God just delights in him. The Father delights in him. Do you remember when your children were little babies and you just like looked at them and delighted in them? Right, they just might have had like an explosive like diaper messing and you're just like, oh, they're so beautiful. Right? And you just delight in them no matter what. Right? And that's, that's the experience of the Father as he looks upon our Lord. He just delights in him. And I always found it interesting that, that, that the Father has to speak this, you are my beloved son, because I always thought to myself, well, doesn't Jesus already know that? But yet there's still this reality that the Father speaks that affirmation to him. And then, he, and then he enters from his baptism, he enters into this world of division, and this world of fear, and this world of anger, and this world of opposition. He immediately goes into the desert, and he's tempted. And he's tempted specifically against his identity. Because the evil one's going to say to him, if you are the Son of God, then turn these stones into bread. If you're the Son of God, throw yourself down from the temple. And Jesus doesn't give in to that temptation because he knows who he is. He knows he's the Son of God. And he knows he's the Son of God because the Father just said it. And so listening to that, the word of the Father, moves our Lord. And it's what carries him through those temptations knowing that he's delighted in, carries him through those temptations. And as he goes and he proclaims the kingdom and he starts to heal and then people will start to question him and they'll question his authority and they'll question whether he should be doing what he's doing. And he'll find himself in this kind of divided world. In John's Gospel, chapter 10, there's a really interesting line where it's right after Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. And then the Pharisees start attacking him like, you you cannot say that. And, And it says that some of them were conspiring to kill him. But Jesus slipped through the crowd. And then it says that he went across the Jordan to the place where John first baptized. And so when things got really bad for him, he goes back to this place where he was baptized. To remember that day when he went down into the water and the father said, you are my beloved son in whom I delight. And he goes back to remember that. Because it must have been a really confusing 
time for him. And he goes back to remember that before going into Jerusalem to enter into his passion and death, he goes back to this place of his baptism. And there's really a lesson there for all of us that that when we find ourselves in moments of distress or when we find ourselves in a confusing world or in a divided world, when we find ourselves with a divided heart, it's important for us to remember what happened to us in our own baptism. That there was a day on which we came to church, and some of you might have come to this church. And water was poured over our head. And the minister said, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit descended upon us. And the Father delighted in us. In those words, you are my beloved son, you are my beloved daughter, ring in our hearts. It's a place of security. It's a place of peace. It's a place where we encounter love. In St. John's first letter that we read at Mass today, he talks about these three that give testimony, the water and the blood and the spirits. And those point to the sacraments of baptism and Eucharist, the water and the blood. Because every time we receive our Lord in the Eucharist, it's this moment where we renew our baptism. And the Spirit touches us in a particular way, and the Father delights in us. And we enter back into union with him. Every time we go to confession, we go to confession in order to stir up the waters of baptism in our own hearts. To remember who we are. To remember that we're delighted in. Because every kind of sin and every kind of division, every kind of judgment, every kind of fear that we experience in our daily lives is the result of forgetting who we are. It's what we do when we forget that we are beloved son and we are beloved daughter. It's what we do when we forget that we belong to the Father. what we do when we forget that there's a light that came into the darkness of our own hearts and continues to do so and will do so every single time we approach him. And in our modern world, it's the only place to go. The only place to go is towards our Lord. And to believe and to trust that he is the light that shines in the darkness. And that if we allow him to transform our hearts, then he can, he can really transform our families. 
And if he transforms our families, he can transform our parish. And if he transforms our parish, he can transform our diocese and the church in the world. But it begins here. And so today I just invite you, as as you come to receive our Lord in the Eucharist, to just ask for that grace of having an undivided heart. And just ask our Lord, Jesus, please purify whatever needs to be purified in my own life. Whatever part of my heart I haven't given you yet, I give it to you. I want to be completely yours. Help me to remember what it's like to be delighted in by you. We ask him to help us to be that light that shines in the darkness and invites everyone to come and encounter the Father's love and mercy and peace.